The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. Today we have Pops, LJ, what's, up? what's going on, guys? What up? All good. All good. And getting um, better. Uh, there Hell we yeah. go. Hell uh, yeah. There's a there's a little bit of a, a storm moving through here, so I think it's kind of going out. But if you hear some thunder or something, some background noise, I'm not just trying to give ambiance to the to the show. That's just I actual. mean that's appreciated too. But you know, I know uh, Uncle Tony's giving us crickets sometimes to kind yeah. of give the little background noise. So I'm trying to fill in for that. So I got yeah, Mother appreciate Nature. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we got a lot of, a lot of stuff to get to. Um, some of it's going to be wild. Some of it's not going to, it might get a little kooky. Who knows? Well, we're just going to be all over the wild place or here. kooky somewhere in between. Yeah. Those two. Sometimes yeah. yeah somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how about we just, let's start before we get off the rails. We'll go with a little bit of NBA stuff. Uh, there's off season going on. The draft just happened last week. And before we get too, too involved, I kind of want to just bring out a point. I saw a, a guy that I follow who's a good follow on Twitter, if you're on there, Roger Sherman. He's a writer for The Ringer. He had a tweet because I was thinking about it. There, there was two guys in this draft, Pops, uh, the Thompson twins, Ozer yeah. or Ozer, I think. Azure and Amen. and Amen or something. Yeah. They're two twins, both really good, drafted back-to-back four and five in the NBA draft, which on a side note, we can get to in a minute, but that's got to be an awesome moment for the parents. Like It could be a little awkward if one starts sliding. Yeah. Then it's like, great day. Oh, kind of sucky. But this was four. And then as they're celebrating, the next draft is his brother. So it's like ideal. I mean, ideal, I guess, one and two. But that's got to be awesome. But I was just thinking, and and then uh, Roger Sherman put it into actual statistics. But identical twins occur roughly one of every 250 bursts. But out of 500-ish NBA players, we have five sets of identical twins in the NBA. Robin and Brooke Lopez, Jeez. Marcus and Markeith Morris, Caleb and Cody Martin, Justin and Julian Champagne, Keegan and Chris Murray, and we just added one with the Thompson twins. Like that that's such a anomaly. It's crazy that there's this many identical twins in the NBA when there's not like it just doesn't fit. Well, yeah. there's one in 250 a, bursts, right? Okay. How many in NBA players are there? About 500. So there should and be two six. sets. I guess there should be two sets in there, right? I guess and there's, there's so five is huge. Five is way over double. Well, and we just added a six, though. There's six now. So that's three of, times. As of last Thursday. Well, that's pretty crazy. Huh. It's a good thing we went over the rules like what, like a year ago about whether or not twins can trade places, right? Right. Because of Mark Eve and Marquee, Marcus, which it's possible yeah. they did. Tra- I don't know if they didn't. You know, I'm still 
Conspiracy Kevin, once LJ <laughs> threw that out there, I, I, it's hard for me not to just buy into it that it possibly <laughs> happened. Uh, possible working theory, though. Could it be that when you're young and you're playing, going up against a literal copy of yourself, if you mm. already have genes, that's NBA genes, is probably as good a way as there is to develop basketball talent. Yeah, if you're, you're going to grow to be six foot nine... Then like right. you're playing against somebody that's also going to grow to be six foot nine and like they are going to. Yeah, this is interesting yeah. because like if me and LJ are playing growing up and one of us is six, five and one of us is five, eight, he's just going to beat the shit out of me. Every Neither of us was ever six, just, five, just by the way. Correct. correct. <laughs> but if it were me, I'm just never maybe I get good because I have to like try to score him, but he's just blocking my shot. But uh-huh. the fact that they're. Both growing similar time, and you got to work your whole game ability. against this guy because he's going to be your perfect match at, at every point in the in the uh, the court. So, and I feel like they probably read you well. So I'm just that's got to be once you get on the court and you're going against someone who's not like the same brain and same person as you. You're probably like, oh, it's much easier to score yeah. now, now that I'm not guarding against myself. It's like I'm running in mud and then just like running, you know? You're right. So interesting, interesting there. Yeah, awesome. I like that. Yeah. Huh. Go ahead. Well, I think that is interesting because I always remembered when I played a lot of pickup ball, which is mostly in my rearview mirror. Uh, but I always enjoy going somewhere <laughs> new and playing with guys that didn't know my game at all. You know, right. because then all my old didn't know how would you boxed out for a little bit, right? <laughs> you know, um, so so that was always interesting. And if you're playing against someone that not only is physically a lot like you thinks mentally a lot like you then they know oh he's pump faking now or you know whatever right. you know what i'm saying so yeah that would make you think of alternate ways to improve your game right um, yeah yeah i think that's that's a it can only help i mean yeah it's interesting yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so maybe real, that's real why weird fact here uh, so you just remind me of it did you see kobe Bryant? i saw you know they they run reels on him on uh facebook a lot which i know that's mm-hmm. young people don't watch much facebook but, <laughs> but anyway kobe said something he goes don't go for pump fakes you know watch a pump fake out on the three-point line they always put their their shooting hand whatever their shooting hand is they'll put that leg back he goes because you know what they're doing if they're pump faking they're going to pump fake and drive around they're you so they're putting that drive, leg yeah. back to get leverage and i thought that's genius. I mean, yeah. that's. I've been on this earth for how many years and never even thought. <laughs> and that, <laughs> it makes so much sense. And that's probably what made Kobe really good is he, you yeah. know, I mean, Kobe, able to spot that. Kobe was amazing. Anyway, that's the that, Gladwell 10,000 hour sort of thing, too, yeah, right? That's yeah, the yeah. just being able. And then he can describe the thing that he's seeing in an instant, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, that's a which is probably 100,000 hours, but yeah. Yeah. Pops, we saw some some big names being traded, maybe and some big draft picks going. Uh, Zion didn't get traded. What, what's kind of just rapid fire? What's something either you want to talk about or you have a question about? What's your well, I what's think on your noggin? I looked at a couple of things, and I do want to talk about a couple of teams' drafts, but uh, everything I saw said who won the draft, and it was everybody, San Antonio Spurs, because of Victor Wimbignana. and. <laughs> I just I just started looking at the Spurs a little bit, and I've got some fun facts on the Spurs. Okay, and go off. And so, do you know that the Spurs are one of only four ABA teams that remain intact in the NBA when they absorbed them? And I think that was in '76. It was the '76 merger. What they're one of how many? One of four. The other four being the Denver Nuggets, Sixers, the Indiana Indiana Pacers, and the New York Nets, who would now be the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, they are only, uh, let's see, the Spurs are one of only two 
former ABA teams to win an NBA championship. The other one being Denver just this last year. Just yeah. now, yeah. Just now. Very like interesting. Uh, very interesting. Um, the San Antonio Spurs were the NBA champions in 99, 03, 05, 07, 14. Wow. I mean, Most of my life, yeah. Pretty freaking impressive. Impressive. They have, the San Antonio Spurs have the highest winning percentage among NBA franchises, period. End of the conversation, period, as wow. in the end. There's nothing else you have to say there. Um, I think they're like number three in winning percentage of any franchise of any type anywhere. Like any sport? Yeah, yeah, in any sport. That was of a, as of 17. Winning, like, number of wins? or Number like of wins, percentage? just winning percentage. Yeah. That winning was percentage, that's really interesting. 2017? Yeah, I think that was as of 2017, so they probably well, – so, there is, there's been, there's been some lean years, so it might be a little difference, but yeah. yeah but who's been, who's been like an all time great that's been dominant in the last few years, right? So that might still that's be true. Holding. The Patriots, it's not like the fallen. Patriots, or, yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Um, let's see. So we, you, you can't talk about the Spurs getting the number one pick without talking about their other two number one picks, which I, I feel like I was about to say that, that probably helps you know. out. But so I'm going to help you out that in 1989 they got David Robinson, the Admiral. Uh, I believe he played for Navy. Uh, And he wound up playing his rookie year. Some names you guys might know, Sean Elliott and Terry Cummings. Uh, Terry Cummings, for some reason, I want to say maybe was from DePaul. But anyway, a power forward that was legit. I don't know if you remember Sean Elliott from uh, Arizona. Really legit. He won rookie of the year in his his, uh, rookie season. I guess that's a little redundant. He won rookie. David Robinson won rookie of the year. Uh, with a 24.3 points, 12 rebounds per game. Pretty impressive, right? So anyway, yeah. uh, they go along. Then in 1997, they get Tim Duncan. They they just, in the lottery, they get Tim Duncan in 97. Tim Duncan came in, won Rookie of the Year, averaged 21.1 points and 11.9 rebounds per game. And then they had the Duncan Parker Ginobili, which I think until – they may be – I think they're the, the three that have won the most NBA playoff games. I believe that now Golden State's uh, trio of Draymond, uh, uh, Steph, and uh, Clay yeah. are, are like second, and they're close, which we need to talk about whatever's happened with Draymond. That's something I have on my list, Kevin, to talk about when we get to NBA questions. But anyway, I just, I just thought that was amazing. And then they get this year Victor Wimbignana. Wow. That's uh, and I and I really do think it's not overstating, in my opinion, to say he is a generational talent. I mean, I I think he could be an amazing player, and I was just wow. Popovich has been very fortunate to have some of the absolute right. Well, like half of what you just named was like his tenure, right? So like it's yeah, that's well, crazy. he came in. I think he came in the first year they got uh, Tim Duncan, so yeah, he was so not he the coach with through. Robinson, but uh, initially. You're right. For a little bit, he was. For a little but bit, yeah, right. for a, for a lot of his time, though, he well, for all of his time, he's had all time great if you NBA remember, players. Remember one other thing, and, and this is a guy I know y'all know I like, but David Robinson was really good and probably could have won a couple of championships. The two Were years that for, Jordan yeah. was it not for that when Jordan retired and went and played baseball. There was another good center. There was a good yeah. center in Houston, which Houston. was their pretty big rivalry in San Antonio named Hakeem Olajuwon. Yep. yep. Probably still to this day, my number one picket center all time on my, yeah. my team. I don't think you're um, wrong. Just you're an wrong, amazing yeah. freaking yeah. baller. Yeah. Uh, or Pops, San Antonio might have won a couple of championships yeah. in those years. Yeah. I was just thinking about this. It was probably a few weeks ago, somewhere in between when Spurs got the won the lottery, so we knew they were getting 
Victor Wimbanyama, and we're and all the talk. I think we even talked about how how fortunate you know you go Robinson, Tim Duncan, now you get another yeah. generational guy possibly. But I was looking at David Robinson stuff, and I don't know if people my age realize just how good David Robinson let's, was. Like, let's educate. Let's educate. Well, I because I didn't. I when I watched twenty four and twelve is rookie year. Wow. <laughs> when I yeah. I see David Robinson, I'm like a really good center. But they started winning when Tim Duncan got there. And uh, Pops makes a great point. There was eight years in there where Michael Jordan won six and Hakeem right. Olajuwon won two. Tough, Charles Barkley didn't get a ring either in that span. Yeah. So it's it right. tough. Exactly. It was, it was hard work out there. But David Robinson for his career averages twenty one and ten. And I was looking. There was a year where he led the league in scoring at 29.8. Another year where he led the league in rebounds at 13. I did some quick research. Nobody else. The list of guys who have either had a scoring champion and led the league in rebounding, there's only one. It's a list of one, and it's David Robinson. Wow. And I, he's also got a 50-point game in there. Like, the dude was a bucket, and I just thought he was a rebounding Shot blocker, kind of. I don't know. I just yeah, you remember how he looked too. I mean, right. he was a pretty physically imposing man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, the admiral. He had. I mean, he had some guns. He yeah. was. He was a man. <laughs> I yeah. just so I I just saw him as kind of a, a defensive strong, big rebounder. I mean, scored because he was big. I didn't realize. No, he was just he he was a He's scorer. Good. Yeah, he could also just light it up. And and so and didn't you? Go to a Final Four game in like San Antonio and see him. Or yeah, yeah. Or yeah was, when Chalmers, Kansas, with it was Chalmers hit that shot with Kansas, but yeah. David Robinson Memphis. was sitting yeah. down. Yes, against Derrick Rose. Yeah, which, I, I got a comment that. on him here. Oh eight, I think when we right. talk about Dallas's draft. Don't let me forget to talk about that. Okay. Um, but yeah, David Robinson was sitting down about three rows ahead of me and probably ten to twelve people over. Oh, how and could I mean, you see him over the regular crowd. seat like I was and he was yeah. <laughs> probably wasn't bless his heart. He did not look comfortable <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> was yeah. he just a, a ginormous human being? I mean like oh, just a big dude, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> big dude. You remember and I, like I we might have brought this up on the pod before, but I'll never forget when we got those we were fortunate enough to get those really good seats for that Suns Mavericks game, where we mm-hmm. weren't courts, we weren't like on the court, but we were that first. Well, we say we, we like four rows up, up from. Yeah, court, so. <laughs> we say we. There's one. What'd there's you two say, of us there. When we, say, we, we say we, I think <laughs> it was me and Pops. LJ was not there, so yeah, we is a, is a strong turn there. But we had two tickets. I don't think it's hard for us. It's hard for like we watch it on TV, and so we know the guys are big. All of them are. Like, yeah. I remember thinking Steve Nash, who we think of that, as a small guy was a big man. Like, if you just bumped into him in the hallway, he's got broad shoulders. I mean, he's 6'3". If I saw him at work, I'd go, that's a big man. But he looks scrawny out there because he's standing next to a seven-foot tower. You you wouldn't mess with him if you saw him anywhere out in public. You would not mess with the dude. So, like, in Steph Curry, I've never seen him in person, but I feel like he's the same. We think of him as a small point guard. Isn't he 6'2 or 3? I mean... Yeah, and if you... Like like Pops said, if you're walking through the mall, if anyone still goes to the mall, I don't know, but if you're walking through the mall (laughs) and you bump into Steph Curry, you're probably going to say, I'm sorry. You're not going to ask, who are you? You're going to say, oh, I'm sorry, because he's he's just... They're way bigger than you realize. big man. And then that... That gets you to the pictures. What that full circle wrapping up on the Spurs, the pictures of Victor Wimbanyama next to big men make these people look so small. He did you just did you see the picture of him with Tony Parker, David Robinson, Ginobili, and Tim Duncan? Uh-uh. There was a picture. You need to look at it on the internet. But Tim Duncan looks like 
I mean, he's got kind of a do rag and some dreads. I mean, he looks like a like a, just a cat dad, man. Just I guess yeah. he's from what, what's he from? One of the uh, islands, um, yeah, Bahamas, Saint Croix, maybe Saint, Saint, Croix. Uh, Saint Croix. I think, yeah. Yeah, but he looks like an island dude, man, and you know, yeah, one of the best. It's ever. Just like Victor Wembanyama is getting interviewed by Stephen A. Smith, who's a fair. I mean, I think he's like six three or four. He's a kind of a big man, and he looked like you would have thought he's the same height as me. You would have thought he's like a, a small, like a shorter guy, because Victor is just seven. It's insane. Seven four is what they say. He might even be taller than that. Yeah, because he stood next to Rudy Gobert and looked a solid six inches taller, and Rudy Gobert is like seven one. So. Well, you know, um, what else you too, got? Chet Holmgren, and I'm anxious to see him come back this year because he's kind of got that That's same. That's the biggest loser yeah. of the whole Victor Wimbanyama is yeah. Chet Holmgren. He was supposed to be the skinny guy that we were all going to be like, right. oh, well, I want to see how this works. And it's like, forget about that. We got this guy from France. We got yep. Big Vic. Um, other NBA what stuff. What else you got? Yeah. Um, actually, I thought it was kind of funny. I, I kind of liked the Charlotte Hornets draft. Because they went number two and took Brandon Miller. And, and you know, a lot of people like Scoot Henderson. I'm telling you, I think Brandon Miller's, what, 6'9"? I mean, he can score from anywhere. I, I think I think that was the number two pick, personally. And then they wound up a little later in the first round getting Nick Smith Jr. from Arkansas. And, you know, if he, he did show some flashes at Arkansas. And if that kid ever lives up to the hype... Wow, Charlotte! Charlotte really got a, a draw there with they got Lamelo. Former AAU teammates, right? they played together back in AAU before they went to college. Who did? Just a fun fact: Brandon Miller and Nick Smith Jr. Wow, and then so it's kind of you know cool thing. this is right as Jordan's I think selling his stake in the team. He sold. Interestingly, he sold the team, but they were like, "Stay here for the for the draft. We want you to draft one more draft." And it's like. I don't know if y'all seen his track record. In the yeah. draft. It's not really. I, that good. I thought he did somebody a good job, else was but, pulling the, the, yeah, the trigger. Yeah. Um, I think I agree with you there. Uh, like, I think I like Scoot Henderson better, but there's just when you look at uh, like guys who are six two good point guards, he might be a step above. But there's a plethora. There's a market out there. You can get a six two solid point guard. There's not a lot of guys who are six nine can handle the rock, can light it up all over the court, and a good defender. You just what do you, you always say? You can't coach speed. You also can't coach height. It's just you either yeah. got it or you don't. It's hard to you yeah six nine. I've heard a lot of people Without talk about that Scoot was the obvious number two pick. Well, not in my opinion. I think Brandon Miller. I mean, I know he's got a few problems from you know college, but it's I don't know. It sounds like he's wrong place, wrong time. It really kind of thing to me. Um, was that what Nick Saban said? Maybe that's <laughs> well. No, that's not what Saban. That's what Nate Oates, his basketball, his coach, that, said yeah, right after and got it, ran through the well, mud with it. Sorry, that's just I think there. he's well. He's probably right. It's a little wrong place, wrong time. But also, just when he said it right after, and then someone and, and before while we're kind someone of died right giggling someone, a little. Someone yeah, that's what I'm glad died. I was going to say. Like while we're kind of giggling a little bit, someone did killing a woman so. yeah not trying to make a lot of it's that, not a funny certainly. that's why when he said that right after you're like someone literally just died and the next day he goes oh you know wrong place wrong time it's like whoa yeah like, come on. well so but anyway paint that anyway will nick smith it. it will it was watching nick smith slide and like i, I thought he was he was a, a year ago he was a mcdonald's all they were talking about the number one pick in the draft by some, he was the number one overall recruit he was locked from a lot of people to be top five, maybe top three. Like it was Vic, and then he was up there like the next guy. And to see him drop, like we knew he was dropping probably out of the top ten. And then to see him fall all the way, what was it, 27, 27 or 24 or something. That's just, you could tell, like they showed him, and he was just overwhelmed with emotion. And it's probably a mix of, yes, you just got your dream. You just heard your dream. Like you're drafted to the NBA, but also, I mean – it's just 
a lot of, a lot of emotion there from him and I feel for the kid and I'm rooting for him. I mean, I, it Me just, too. it didn't work out at Arkansas. Injuries suck. And Musselman even said, Cody Lewis, who listened to the pod, he was telling me that recently Musselman was like, y'all haven't seen Nick Smith Jr. Like the Nick Smith Jr. We had in camp when they went overseas and did like some scrimmage and stuff. He's like, that kid is amazing. I've never coached a kid like that. And he just was not the same after that injury. Yeah, Probably because yeah. he was thinking about it and didn't want to hurt himself even right. more because he had the NBA next. So he toughed it out. He played for the Razorbacks when he did not have to. And things didn't work out. But I hope things work out at Charlotte. I mean, I, I like the kid. Um, okay. What else? thing. Orlando. Not the biggest fan of Orlando typically, but they took Anthony Black at number six, which I kind of mm-hmm. thought might be a little high. But let me just tell you, and we talked about this before, if you're – uh, listen to the pot. I'm a fan of Anthony Black. I like the way he plays the ball, the plays game. Um, he's not selfish. Um, so I'm just I'm an Orlando fan now. I want to see how and he does. As just like we said, Brandon Miller, six seven. I mean, you that's you can't you can't really coach it. He's a point guard. He's six seven and he plays legit point guard. So the Mavs draft now, Kev. Um, so they got and I've seen two different things. One they they killed it. One they did not. Now. Mm-hmm. The the guy they took and you know they did that little pick swap but anyway so they got lively the the kid the the uh, the Duke center Duke. seven foot one and and I he's got lively legs I'll tell you what this guy he reminds me of the guy at uh, Boston if he would be healthy what's that what's that center's name at Boston Robert Williams Robert or? Williams I think just yeah. looks like a complete athlete jumping jack can run the court can block shots. So, I mean, I thought he was pretty impressive. And he can uh, and, shoot. And he, and he can shoot. And then this Maxence Prosper that is from uh, uh, Marquette. I think he's uh, mm-hmm. he played somewhere else. Clemson for a year, then went to Marquette. I might be a little excited. He's a 6'8". Talk about Brandon Miller. This guy's 6'8", can shoot the rock, looks like he can handle it, can drive. Um, a pretty pretty good-looking wing guy. His um, offensive game's a little raw, but he is – a a straight up athlete plays really hard and a really good defender, which is what you need next to a Luca who's not the best defender. So, but Lively wears jersey number one, and <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm always I, I, well, and, and I may change my mind now because I thought players that play number one that that have number one seem I'm, I'm not usually a fan. It seems like they're usually a little diva diva ish. Maybe the Mavericks didn't and, factor this in, and, they, and we, maybe they had that's you in the war room. my head. So. I've looked up some players that wore the number one, okay? And I'm going to give you a list here. One of my but, favorites all time wore number one. Um, well, we, we, maybe I'll bring him up then. Let's see. Let's see if I bring him up. So, if one came up, Ozzie Smith. Do y'all remember him? He was a shortstop in the MLB. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, really I know good. Who he is. I don't remember. Anyway, but. Derek Rose. Yep. Cam good. Newton. Yep. Tracy McGrady. MVP. Uh-huh. Love T-Mac. That's one of my favorites. T-Mac ever. was a great baller. <laughs> uh, one of my, my current favorite ballers, Devin Booker. You know, okay. Pee Wee Reese, I don't know. I know that I've heard the name. I don't know. I think he was a baseball yeah. player. I'm not sure. Exactly. Warren Moon, been before your time. Classic. But a Classic. Really good quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Chris Bosch, yeah, whatever. Penny Hardaway. I don't know if y'all got to watch yep. Penny Hardaway. A Penny Hardaway bit. was a, was a really, check. he was a baller. Uh, Chauncey Injuries Billups. Injuries derailed his, his yes. career, kind of right. Chauncey Billups, who was one of my favorite players out of Colorado, yeah. uh, got to see him Mr. play a high school shot. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall Cunningham, shot. Jeff George, Michael Vick. Oscar Robertson, perhaps. I mean, one of the best. You just ran over some great names as well. Well, I was was ready to say they're all prima donnas. And, and, you know, the one that comes to mind to me, a little Cam Newton, I I do think I respect his ability. And everybody that you kind of jumped over, too, is very prima donna also. There there, there are some, but there are a lot of 
really solid players yeah, in there. Agreed. So I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have to rethink the number one thing. Uh, yeah. th- does that mean anything to y'all? Do y'all have any? Uh, I, there's like a little right at first. I'm like, oh, you want to be number one? Number you're, one. You're the yeah. one. Okay. But usually, if also if you say I'm gonna wear number one, you better be able to play. Yeah. That'd be good. That's kind of like telling people. Here, I'm the guy y'all need to, like, especially yeah, like cover me, younger, cover me, double me. In PGYA or even in middle school or high school, when a guy wears number one, if you've, like, we don't, obviously don't scout at those younger ages. In high school, they start to. But, like, you see someone come with one, you're like, that's probably one of their better players. So yeah. let's make sure we watch him. Like, well, so you, were, you were out there with the PGYA one. Celtics rocking your, uh, number one. you were rocking your uh, Paul, uh, 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 who was it? Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce number. Paul yeah. Pierce. Yep. yeah. And so that's how they knew they had to cover you is you were the Paul Pierce yeah. number <laughs> in like what, 2006. So oh, the Celtics, yeah. right? That was the Celtics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 They knew they needed to cover you. Didn't matter. So part of me pops has that thought right at the first, like, Oh, you're number one, but I don't know. I, I, I don't think it really skews. skews I just think like, opinion. oh, you really like the Matrix or something. Like, I don't think too much about it. <laughs> well, I, I guess I was a little excited about the Mavs draft. I, you know, I want to see him do good. I like Luke. I hope they uh, – I don't know what they need to do with Kyrie um, there. But uh, I, it looks a, like from what they did, they're, it looks like they're signing him back. Uh, we'll see. They could probably use the, him. The number is you know? what they're figuring out because he's going to want four-year max – and I'm just saying it's scary to get in a four-year commitment with Kyrie Irving. With Kyrie Irving of all tomorrow. people. <laughs> yeah. He, it's hard to know what he's going to say or do tomorrow, later yeah. tonight. So it's, right. it's scary. To, By the time this episode is edited, that might sound stupid to get into possible, a deal with Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> but Pops, Lively, it, it's a little dangerous because he's a big man. And he kind of had moments where he disappeared at Duke and had moments where he looked really good. But... If you build, if you're just saying build a player that would play well with Luca, that's a guy. I mean, a rim runner, athletic, can catch those oops and stuff, and also can spread the floor and shoot, and then can block shots. I mean, that ideal in an ideal world, that's what you want with Luca. Hopefully, he is the player that. I mean, at one point he was a top rated recruit too. He was number one in the nation at one point last, oh, before he came yeah. to Duke. He's a one and done, and then, isn't he? So yeah, and then you got a really good defender. Like we said, Luca's problem sometimes is he's six eight. But if you like, if they played the mat, the the Celtics, he's going to really struggle. Like Tatum can kind of guard Luca and also score with Luca. Luca cannot guard Tatum. Like Tatum's going to score on him. And now you got a guy who can spell Luca and not make make him yeah. so have to guard. So I, I like the draft. There's no big splash. A lot of people, the Mavericks even were hinting that they didn't want to take a draft pick. They wanted to trade the tenth pick and get a veteran, like a guy now to help winning. And I just don't think that deal was out there. So they yeah. went with two rookies. And I like the two rookies. If you're if you're gonna go draft, I like who they got. So yeah, I do too. I do too. Um so the the last two things is I want to talk about the Bill trade and then I want to talk about uh uh Golden State guy. Uh what's <laughs> Jordan Poole? No, the other guy that uh the Oh Draymond, Draymond. 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 I want to talk Draymond. about Draymond. So the Bill trade first. So I was looking at this, and you know, do y'all know who Matt Ishbia is? Do you know where he came from? Do you know his history at Michigan all? State? He's a Michigan, Michigan State, State player. Played he was, like he was a walk-on bench player for uh, there at Michigan State. Didn't get to play very much, but was kind of a crowd favorite. One of those guys that just gave up his body, you know, every practice. And, you know, there was a good real sports. This is where I'm getting all this from. So I, I caught up on my real sports on HBO. Y'all he was play. a Tom Izzo guy. Like, even he, if you're not, like, just – Exactly. Yeah, earned it. And uh, so anyway, but so he's doing some wild things. But so to get Bradley Beal, 
They gave up Chris Paul. Well, whatever. I think they were trying to unload the contract. Understand that. Whatever. There was a report two weeks before that they might waive Chris Paul. So, yeah, yeah. They, they were thinking but, about just. So the Suns get uh, they they the Wizards get the Suns second round pick in. Are you ready? Take your time here. 24, 25, 26, 27 and 30. They get their second round pick. They get their first round pick swaps in 24, 26, 28 and 30 and three and a half million dollars. And Landry Shamet, or Sh- I think I'm saying it, Shamet, Shamet, Shamet. Who I think I think Shamet is a, is a, is a pretty good ball player. So while they seem like they're mortgaging their future, of course the Suns' picks, hopefully in those first rounds, are going to be laid anyway. They're thinking yeah. right, so they're not going to swap. But I just thought that was a haul. The to Suns give up. don't have a draft pick, a draft pick, not just a first round. They don't have a draft pick until 2031, unless wow. they trade or something. They don't own a single draft pick. For the next, for the so rest they of the they're putting their team together with free agency. That's just what they're going to do. And interestingly, they're going they're, the new. And we're not going to get all the way in the weeds because I don't even know it for sure. But the, there's a new CBA where the NBA is basically they got this second apron rule where if you get after us, you basically have the money to give two guys max deals. And if you if once you get more than that, if you're starting to pay more than two guys then they really nail you on the luxury tax. Like the own which which just goes, it doesn't kill the cap room, but it just means the owner's paying a lot of money out of their pocket, which they're yeah. billionaires, so they can probably wow, afford it. Wow, but still wow. a lot of owners aren't willing to go, yeah, I'll write that hundred thousand or whatever. It's probably more than yeah, I think hundred thousand is probably a lot yeah, figure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's got so another zero, I think there. most they assume when the NBA made this rule, I think it was to try to cut back on super teams because I thought, okay, most it'll it'll make more teams with two really good guys. And Matt Ishbia, a new owner, said, fuck your CBA. I'm paying them all. I'm getting – he's paying three super max. I mean, Bill, Durant, and Booker are all either 50 or close to $50 million a year. And then DeAndre Ayton's also just got a big deal for like $30 million a year. So he's saying, I'm not worried about the luxury tax or whatever second apron. I'll just pay it. So it's interesting. The only part that worries me, Pops, is – so you said he's from Michigan State. He was a Michigan kid growing up. Isaiah Thomas – is in the organization. He's not the GM, but he's kind of buddies with Ishbia. And there's a lot of rumors that he's helping make them make all these uh, decisions. Chris Paul even kind of hinted at it both times. Every time and Chris Paul knows what he's saying, he's being a little shady, but he's like, yeah, that's what uh, Ishbia and Isaiah want to do. Like he's trying to say Isaiah's making all the shots or calling all the shots. Isaiah doesn't have a good track record. No, he he's a great a point guard. Mm-hmm. Great point guard, not a good track record as an, a GM. An underrated point guard, by the way. Yes, one of the best point guards of all time. Ever. Some would argue the the best, but, but as a not a good manager, track record as a GM. Yeah. So I'm yeah. um, and if you're Matt Ishbia, that's like Pop said, be like you. If you're the owner, say you're a billionaire and you bring in Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan, a guy, one of your favorite players of all time, tells you, "No, I really think um, I think this Bradley Beal kid's the one. We need to go get him." Who are you to argue with Michael Jordan? That's your, like, you're, especially for Ishiba, he grew up loving Isaiah Thomas. That's his hero. I, and Bill. Can you disagree with him? This just in, Bill's pretty good. You know, he is. He is. He is a really good ball player. So I just, I, we'll see how it works. I still yeah. don't know. Like, do you think right now the roster they got, I mean, they're going to fill out the roster because I think they got four people on it currently, but four really good people. Are they good? Are they? 
position themselves better to beat the Nuggets now? Or would you still take no, the Nuggets? No, I don't. I don't think so. Now, I've not watched Bill play a lot, but I just think that Chris Paul would probably, and he's just had the the worst freaking luck in the playoffs. I, I, I'm a fan, but it, it it's getting to be commonplace. He gets hurt in the playoffs, whatever. And he's getting older. He, he just is. But I, no, I don't necessarily think they're better. I, I really, I really don't. We should It'll see. be, they're going to, when they step on the court, they're going to have four of the best five, at least three of the best four players on every court yeah, they step yeah, on. Right. But it just, it's a, it's a team game. That's why the Nuggets were so awesome because they played so well together. So I don't know. I, I am interested to see it. And then real quick, you touched on it a little where you mentioned them, but so they shipped Chris Paul to Washington for that bill trade. Washington shipped Chris Paul for some picks and Jordan Poole to go to State. the Warriors. Yeah. What do you think about that fit? I mean, Chris Paul and Steph. Well, I mean, you know, I guess I think they, they both need the ball in their hands. But Chris Paul played pretty well with James Harden, so who also need the ball. In his who hands. needs the ball in his hands? So I don't know how. I, I, I have a lot of respect. You got two for Chris really Paul. smart players. That's yeah. what Chris Paul keeps saying. Everyone keeps asking. Goes. We're both smart. We, we know basketball. We'll figure it, it out. We'll make it work. They will figure and it out. Chris Paul is also a forty percent three point shooter. So yeah. Maybe he plays a little off ball or maybe Steph. I think it lets Steph play a little off ball, which sometimes he's bet. He's so good. Steph's amazing because he's so good as just a pure point guard. But when you let him get off the ball and run off screens, he's also one of the best two guards. Hey, Chris, Paul will get, Chris Paul will get the ball to him, you know. Yeah. So, so I, I'm interested. In, I, one, and I'm I want to see I, it. I like Chris Paul and he does. He can be a little bit of a dick sometimes. And, and he's probably he's one of those guys who probably you hate playing against him. But as soon as you play with them, you love them. And and so it's easy for people like to joke on him and make fun of him and stuff because he hasn't had much luck in the playoffs and he hasn't gotten championship. But he's just had so much bad. Every year it feels like he pulls a hamstring right when they like when they you mentioned when he was at Houston, they were up three two on the Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Sons, Clay uh, Thompson uh, yeah, Warriors. Like the seventy three the best warrior team. Some would argue I I've I've said the best NBA team ever assembled. They were up three two, and then Chris Paul tear like basically tears his hamstring, and they end up blowing the series like that. That just freaking sucks. Like that's yeah, yeah. hard, and that happens. It feels like every year to him. So I'm, I'm rooting for him. Plus, it's fun to root for Steph. I know you like watching Steph. Oh yeah, but yeah. that gets us. They bring in Chris Paul. You just mentioned his age. Sounds like they're going win now. Still, this isn't a future move. So you probably bring back Draymond Green, who just opted out, right? Or, or well, I think you you do right there. They're, I think they're obviously trying to do whatever they can because Steph's window is closing. I mean, I don't, you know, wherever you want to look at that. I mean, the guy, what is Steph? Thirty four, thirty, yeah, thirty three, maybe. But I think Steph's a guy who ages well, just because he, he does. Yeah, but yeah, I'm taking two, a lot of three, he's thirty five years, years old. He's older. Thirty five. Okay, older yeah. than I thought. I mean, I'm just – his window is closing. You, I mean, so my I, yeah, knees are feeling it, so I'm sure his are. <laughs> <laughs> his window is more closed than it is open, I would say. No, like, no you know, question. It's going that direction. He might still have a bunch of good – But Draymond's the one that opted out, right? So do you think he can get more money? Because he had a, like a 25 a million player option, didn't he? Or Yeah, so like what – but him opting out is just him saying he could opt in for like a big number for one year, and he's looking to get one more like four- to five-year deal. Like his spot, his last big deal because he's he's I, you, if Steph Curry's getting old, Draymond Green's definitely getting older, and so he's trying to get while he he won't probably make the same money this year as he would have on that player option. He's going to get a four year one hundred million or one fifty instead of just one year. So that's what he's going for. Draymond's thirty three. We'll by the way, 
He's what? It's what, interesting. It's interesting because there's going to be some teams like the the Kings or some other teams that I think will offer more than Golden State. And I don't think Draymond Green's just going to go. I'll be a super team friendly. I think Draymond Green's trying to go get his money too. So I'm very interested to see what they do there because he he's key, won his title. He's a key so, cog for them. I mean, yeah, for the right team, the right place, he could be a, a very key for them. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they do there. I think if gun to my head, I would say they bring him back, but it just kind of depends how big a team offers. I think the Mavericks are interested in him. The Mavericks would like to bring him because he, he, a lot of these young teams, the Mavericks, Kings, they want to bring him in because one, he makes your defense instantly better. And he just brings you a, a toughness that you might not have. I mean, right. he, say what you will about him. He can be annoying. He might do some dirty stuff. You kind of need one of those crazy heads on your team. A Bill Lambeer. Be you need, you need a little someone who might get a little carried away. Like you need a Dennis Rodman. You need a yeah. you need I Marcus like, Smart like who just got traded. I, I agree, to, he, but I like him. He can. Play I don't want to break in all the trade. I just kind of want to mention a guy like Draymond, uh, Marcus Smart going to Memphis. Yeah, is he not the epitome of the grit and grind? Like what what Memphis wants to be that that is Marcus Smart. If you yeah, made a play, and when I was watching, you know what I thought about Marcus Smart with Boston. He got some dog in him, man. He got some dog in him, and and I like it. I like Marcus Smart. I like the way he plays the game. What is yeah. his opinion on guns and social media? Is I think probably. The <laughs> um, I, I bet he doesn't. I've never seen him on an Instagram live with a firearm, <laughs> but he is with Jaw. So who knows? That could change. Um, I mean, I think yeah, Memphis we'll is see. bringing him in for hopefully some maturity and yeah. direction. Well, one, I think for- he's going to be a, a solid point guard to play the twenty five mm-hmm. games that Jaw's not there, and then yeah. <laughs> He 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 also brings a, a bit of mature. Like that, say what you will, and sometimes he, he takes a ill advised three. Sometimes he'll get a little heat checky, but he plays hard and he's a professional. I mean, he's a yeah, he's a yeah. pro in and out. Something cool. He got traded in like this week, I think like Monday or maybe this past weekend. He was supposed to do something at the Boston Boys and Girls Club. Something he does every year, and right after he got traded, his agent called him and was like. Hey, if you want to do, we want to postpone this. You want, I mean, I know there's a lot going on because he got blindsided by this trade. Apparently he didn't know it was coming and he figured out about it on social media. Mm-hmm. Like we all did. So that's kind of shitty. And I could totally see if a guy's like F Boston or just, you know, and he was like, no, 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 no. We're going, we, we're doing this for the kids. They've mm-hmm. already signed up. I'm not skipping out on them. And so I, I think Mark Smart's just a good dude. I like him. He plays. Hard. Just, he seems like, like a good dude. Um, and then some of the other things, Pops, Dame not traded yet, but with them getting Scoot Henderson, they now have like four guards who are all the same height. <laughs> I feel like Dame's going. I don't know for sure. No Zion trade happened. So I think the dust is settled. I think Dame goes to Miami probably before when it's all said and done. I think Dame to Miami is interesting. Um, I mean, they're going to be long in the tooth, but boy, they got some ballers over there that yeah. uh, could give you hell. It'd be a little scary because you're looking at how much you're paying Jimmy Butler and Dame for the next five years, and both of them are definitely getting older. But if I if you were to tell me those three are on, like you get them two and Bam out of bio, that's a scary big three. I like scary that team. big three. Mm-hmm. It felt so. I, I think I brought up this to you just talking before the pod, and when me and you were on the phone, and I kind of want to get LJ's opinion on it. We got. Chris Paul trade, the Jordan Poole, uh, Marcus Smart. I mean, those aren't – some of those are big ne- like stars. Bradley Bill, I mean, an all-star player. It feels like there's more big-time trades, like all, like all-star, big-name trades in the NBA than there is in the NFL. That could also <clears throat> be recency bias because we're in the middle of NBA offseason. LJ, do you think that's true? 
or am I just going off the last? Yeah, I'd say that, I'd say that's true. Well, I'd say that's true uh, <clears throat> without any idea what your what your uh, thought is. Just in the sense that there are big name players make up more of a team in the NBA. So like a a a good running back in the NFL is like a trade worth making. Um, but like um one player can one player is a fifth of the people on the court in the NBA. So right, like so right, a big name yeah. is is a big part of your team. So those a left are guard help. while important, there's ten other guys on the field right. where you bring in a small forward. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that there are more big name trades, but like only if you like if you took like a percentage of like, you know, uh out of <laughs> out of a fifth versus out of an eleventh. I don't know if that's true. I think that'd be interesting to look up, but but how do you even metric that? But Yeah. Well, and I tried to come. So then I was just in my head trying to figure out why would that be? And I think it's just the NBA, the players have more control or just like when they demand a trade or when their contract goes up, they can leave. And so teams are like, oh, I better trade them on their last year because they're going to leave in free agency. So maybe I get some people out for them. And you don't see that in the NFL as much because I think, oh, the franchise tag. I mean, the, the yeah, own, that's a big part the, of it. The player doesn't have the like Lamar Jackson. His contract went up and he didn't have the ability to just go, all right, peace. I'll just, I'm now whoever pays me the most, I'm going to. They tagged him and he can hold out, but he's still technically a Raven. And you can get tagged, what is it, like three or four straight years before I think you're three mags, maybe. It's quite a bit. And that's just, that's a dangerous game to keep. Like Kirk Cousins did it and it worked out for him, but that's a dangerous game to play. Especially in football, well, and then and then you hurt. also have players like Dalvin Cook is a good example of like somebody that like they were like yeah it's like who's going to sign a thirty five year old running back like who's going to do that yeah. so like we're not going to make this big trade for him but like a you know a thirty what four year old Steph Curry would be the entire market because he's one of five that can really change the entire court mm-hmm. um, yeah it just that yeah, makes sense it pops, I mean. Do you kind of go with that that franchise tag probably being the reasoning? Yeah, I remember in talking about that. I mean, I think you kind of hit on it, but I think pl- player empowerment in the NBA is ahead of where it is in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. And I yeah. think some people like uh, LeBron James uh, certainly sure. assisted that, you know, moving Hell, that along. T-Mac, and, and, and I'm, yeah. Huh? Oh, T-Mac. Just all these older 90s players yeah, yeah. that, like, straight from high school, yeah, changed And I'm not opposed game. to that. I yeah. mean, I think the players should be empowered. The players are where what, what makes the money come in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, too, and, and I keep remember we had a term, but I think the franchise tag in football, it's, it's almost like it seems like the opposite in basketball. And I can't remember the term we came up with, Kevin, but when we were talking about it. But, you know, a lot of times the player has the option. Uh, yeah. They can either opt out or they have a player option on a contract or whatever. Where in the in football, it always seems like the owner has the option with that franchise tag. It just yeah. seems they've got more more options more on the ownership side than they do in basketball. And I think that's why you see more I trades. KD, KD kind of, you know, forcing a trade last year. Um, Even Aaron Rodgers can't Kyrie force a trade, a trade in like the NFL. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, it took – Aaron Rodgers has been kind of <clears throat> hinting at a trade for – 24 months and it finally happened when the Packers ready because you just don't really have the power. But if Aaron Rodgers in the NBA, he'd been traded in three, four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when, yeah, Yeah. when a guy in the NBA says, I want to trade, it's going to happen. 90% of the time it happens. Something's going to happen. It might take a little bit longer. Like they might go like a week or two before they figure out the best offer, Mm -hmm. but it tends to happen where NFL, I've seen a lot of NFL. It feels like where a guy goes, Oh, yep. It feels like the last time I'm playing here. And then, the dust settles, six months go by, and 
they end up and then they get franchise tag too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they hold out like Saquon right now is holding right. out. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Yeah, they're holding out, but he's going to be he's he's tagged. Yeah. So he probably shows up at some point and probably ends up signing the contract he doesn't really want mm-hmm. because he he wants to get paid, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just you have a short. The NFL, and I don't think yeah. especially don't running think backs will ever really catch up mm-hmm. in the NFL because I don't think guys like Robert Kraft and Jerry Jones they're not let, they're some of the most powerful people in sports. They ain't letting it ease up. I think the NBA probably if you asked them. The NBA envies how the NFL does. They're like, we need to do that, but you're not going to get the players to sign well, off on I, now. I, I think there's a big point, too, uh, again, that there are, what, like 12 people sitting on the sidelines of an NBA game, and there are 55 people sitting on the sidelines of an NFL yeah. game. I think that's going to mm-hmm. be a big factor in it, too, because you have to consider the people Which, that are barely making the teams when you're doing these contract negotiations, uh, union neg- negotiations, I mean. Well, that's what I was – I think you hit on a great point. When you're trying to negotiate these things in the NBA, you need to get 500 – guys to sign off on it and and really hold out or maybe take some weeks without paychecks mm-hmm. to get what you need. But the NFL, I'm trying to do some quick math. 54 here times 32. <laughs> you're at least six, 1,700 guys. Yeah. So, I mean, you're triple what the 17, NFL has. 16. And there's a lot of guys. That's why it's hard for these, these holdouts to happen because there's going to be – if I'm making – what like it's easy. It's a little easier for Aaron Rodgers to hold out because the dude's made – Whatever it's two hundred million dollars in his career, but if I've only made a million and I've been spending money, I need those checks. I can't go without. Well, those and then checks like think, in, and there's a big percentage because we got the fifty five times thirty two, but then also the practice squad guys. Like like yeah, that yeah. goes yeah. so deep. Like there are so many people that are counting on you know I got to show up to work today, so it makes it yeah. hard to negotiate with a big company like that. Yeah. Um. I think there's no we don't need in NFLs and offseason. We'll get to them like next hey, next pot or something. Razorback Drew Sanders looking good in Denver. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Hey yo, <laughs> cool. Y'all still got Russell Wilson as quarterback? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, <laughs> are, we, are we? I are we feeling any still in the same boat? Right I'm now? going to Hopefully refuse to comment. Um, I like Sean Caton, <laughs> so we'll see what happens. There, okay, okay, we'll leave fair, it there. But Drew fair. Sanders, yeah. Drew Sanders looks good. Drew I Sanders looks to see him. Yeah. At, He's actually taking Josie Jewell's spot Jersey. though. So like, I like Josie Jewell too. So like, we'll see what happens. Well, that's just a great name too. Yeah, Josie Jewell is just true. an awesome name. Who didn't y'all just y'all got Frank Clark? Hell yeah, we did. From the Chiefs. Goddamn right, we did. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a Chiefs fan I work with who was pissed. He's like. The Broncos, like I, yeah. maybe we lose them, but not to the damn Broncos. Yeah, that's the biggest trader move I've ever seen. Like, oh. it, it, it would only be worse if he decided to go to Vegas. That would be the only. Jacob worst and Uncle Tony are going to have trouble with that. Yeah, no, I'm too. sure. Yeah. I'm sure they don't love it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I don't know that that's why they're not on this pod. Maybe they were worried we're going to bring up. <laughs> but no, we'll we'll get some input from them. I'm sure that'll come up at some point in the. Oh, it'll be on making the green in the off season for greatest defenses <laughs> in the NFL for sure. So, <laughs> um, I think we get that gets sports out of the way a little bit. Now it's time we we talked about the, the kooky and wild part. Here we go. Let's let's get into it, pops. I want to start off with. You sent me and LJ an email and it read, we use too much soap. That was it. Yeah. So, and here's huh? the we in that, but, but let's find out. Yeah. Because, but okay. Because. Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> well, the impetus, I literally don't use soap. The impetus for this thought came when I like to use, we've talked about this, bathroom scrunchies, right? I like sure, to use yeah. what I'm calling a scrunchie. Sure. And uh, so... I've just learned that, like, I didn't have very much body wash, you know, right, left in the uh, thing. So I just have, like, 
a little bitty squirt. So I put a little squirt on there. I have plenty of soap. It's like, have you ever just gotten like a dot, like one little drop of Dawn? Dawn is a different animal. Yeah, for sure. Dawn, you don't need much Dawn. And and like a little little scrunchy. I mean, because I'll put, I mean, I'm just like body wash, body wash, body wash, body wash, body wash (laughs) right on my little thing. And then at the end, I can't even get all the suds out. It's like ridiculous. I mean, I've got to drain water in the drain to kind of move the, get the suds to go down. I mean, I'm afraid that out in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico, there may be just a big foam freaking. And they call that Lifford, yeah. Yeah, and it's mine. It's, it's, it's Lifford's soap scum. What is that big, bu- all that foam? Oh, that's, oh, that's, that's Lifford. Don't worry foam. about it. Don't yeah, worry about the, it. So, so what I'm saying, you know, even in, pulls the, all uh, the oil. in the dryer, you know, I don't know. Do y'all use the pods now? You know, you used to use a measuring cup with, with laundry right, detergent, right? That's right. Yeah. And I would always fill it up to like round three. And then I read it one time and it's like, you only put it to line yeah. th- to, to level three if it's like huge load of towels or whatever. So, and now we use pods. And, it's funny you, know, you bring that up. I just bought, I, I was in need of detergent and I had, I needed it kind of now and I didn't plan very well. So I was like, I'm just going to run by Walgreens on my way home. And they didn't have, I usually get the pods yeah. and all they had was the big thing. So, you and so I got the thing, like the liquid and I'm running out way faster than I typically do with the pods because I'm with. The, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I got strong opinions. Well, I think it's wait. a big deal. The, the mm. soap companies know we use too much, and they're not saying anything. They're not the ones on here telling you because they love it because they need to sell more soap. But just you can just use a lot less soap, and and it works just as well. Yeah, it really does. You, take Stop using what you pods. Think you need and and cut it in half. Yeah, cut it in half. Yeah. And you'll be LJ, okay. What were you, what, oh, I've got you strong get? opinions on detergent. We've got like laundry detergent and dishwasher dishwasher detergent. Don't go with the pods. They're selling you way too much. Put like a quarter of what you think you need. Go ahead and dump it. You're good to go. I get the like so, liquid yeah. detergent for the laundry and the powder for the dishwasher. And I swear to God, I can make it last for like, I don't know, two years. So LJ, you're ahead of me. See, you're you. I'm just now coming along. Yeah. Well, thank you. You should have told me this. But yeah, use a. He is the he is the intellectual. Instead <laughs> yeah. of fifty percent, Kevin, use twenty five percent of what you. Yeah. Think, Get, what there. You think you Get there. Get there. You're totally right. When especially on the scrunchie, or if you have something like that in the shower, those things. You can just go a dot and it feels like this. You can't get the set. Like you have so much suds and soap. It feels like. So I but use, when I use my hand, I'm like pops. I'm like. Yeah. Like I'm just sprayed out. It's so much crap on my hand. I use like an 81 in one, you know, like shampoo, conditioner, body wash, you know, that one of those numbers. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I just pull more soap from my hair as I run out. Like that's what I keep doing. That's, that's yeah. how I make sure I've got enough. So. So, I just think uh, we use too much soap. I'm just saying. I, at first, I was saying speak for yourself when we got the email, but I, you know, I'm maybe, probably maybe, using maybe too much we soap cut down and a little detergent bit. And, and, and on my dishwasher because yeah. I use the pods. I think the Gulf of Mexico right. the pods will are think us all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we won't have the lift foam anymore. So yeah. that'll be nice. <laughs> I was going to say because in the Pacific, don't they have a big plastic thing that swirls yeah. around? I sure. think it's probably like that, but it's soap. It's, it's just soap. like. But that's good though because it pulls all of the oil that uh, different companies will spill in there. So, you know, that's good news. Maybe that's good. So maybe I'm helping. Maybe I should now helping the environment. Yeah, we're lost now. What, what do we do? Golly, we're <laughs> just, we just got ourselves in a space. Take some Dawn, here. pour it down your drain. We'll figure it out. It'll all be fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. Nobody's complaining about my use of soap. It's just me. So Dawn Don should just well no because they want you to use more. I was about to say Dawn should just like like come out with a new slogan like a dot will do you and you just need a little yeah. bit of dawn but dawn's they, probably, they don't they don't want you to use the dot they want you to do what i do and get my cup and, go <laughs> and start Jeez. oh goodness oh free right, ads free ads got, let's uh, go dawn <laughs> yeah 
for for real. We did just shout out Don a bunch. Um, you know, you mentioned this, and I just want to bring it up now because we're talking about showers and soap and all this jazz. No, careful, careful. Does, does, does it feel like so when I get out of the shower? I mean, I'm sure I smell as good as I'm going to smell because I literally just the best you can, and just yeah. Put soap. Right, but I don't necessarily just like. Oh, the house just smells good because I I just showered. But if I'm ever in a like someone else comes over to my house, like a hunter staying the night or a buddy Lane's in town and they're staying the night here, they shower. When they step out of the shower, I feel like man, the whole apartment just smells like their shower, it, and it smells really good. And so I'm like, are they cleaning better than me, or do you just not smell it on yourself as much as you smell it on others? I got the answer. Okay, so it's nose blindness. That's that's what it is. Have you ever have you ever cooked? And then like walked out of the house and then come back and realize how good yeah. your cooking smells. It's the same thing as if somebody's cooking for you. Once you're like in the situation, your nose just disappears. Like it's like, oh, this is I'm used to this. It's fine. It's whatever. But when you're not a part yeah. of it and then you're immediately introduced to it, it's like, oh, yes, this is fantastic. It's nose blindness. You call that oh, nose blindness? Mm-hmm. Is that what you call? Mm-hmm. I, I think you coined a new term, and I think you're right <laughs> on. Yeah, I think that's it's it. like it's like when your buddy just got done, um, as as pops would say, checking Facebook or talking to a man about his dog. <laughs> right. He just got he just got out of the bathroom after dropping a big deuce. You're in there like, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he walks out, and you're like, "Ah, oh, man, I got a shower." He's like, "Oh, it doesn't smell that bad. You're good." And you walk, and you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, hits <laughs> you like a yeah, ton of bricks because yeah, he has yeah, no idea. The, Oh yeah, I didn't think it smelled that bad. I thought it was it was kind of a normal one. It's like, well, that was that. And you just set off a nuclear bomb in the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nose blindness. Okay, um, let's see. Where do we go next? LJ, you we haven't done it in a while, but um, we have a little bit. What do we what do we coin it? I, I mean, I know we just kind of say LJ's full of shit, yeah. but that that could go for like. 95% of the podcast. <laughs> but in this, we need to this specify specific, this is a separate This is a segment, game that's right? called LJ's Full of Shit, yeah. In this specific yeah. moment, I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong because it's been a little while, you're going to give us three, it's kind of like two truths and a lie. You're going to give us three things. Yeah. And one of them, you just you just made up. Yeah. It's just, you're just full of shit. Straight up just lie. came up with it. Yeah. And me and Pops, we get time, like we don't, we can disagree, but we do get time to kind of talk yeah. it out with each other. Everyone ask me questions, whatever, yeah. Is, is one thing full of shit or is one thing true? One thing is full of shit. I kind of wanted to play okay. this like this this possible like game where all of them could be lies, but we'll, we'll be honest <laughs> with you guys. One of them's a lie, two of them are true. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. Hit us. So I'm gonna hit, hit you us. with the 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 elevator pitches first, and then we can go into like which ones do you want to hear more about? Okay. Right, and we can ask for the listener out there. Me and pops can ask questions on it. We can go. Okay. Well, you said this, right? Because I, I think last time. We thought maybe you were lying about um, McDonald's drive-through was created because they just because the military couldn't take off their their uniforms and yeah exactly yeah so, so they just tore and home we thought off. you were full of shit I think yeah. and it ended up being true yeah. so so get hit us all right so elevator pitches so first off okay is the word that is spoken the most in the entire world and we don't know where it comes from that's number one number two CVS stands for chocolate vanilla strawberry um. Number three, uh, in about a decade, it's possible we don't have ban- uh, bananas anymore. Would you like, like to hear more bananas. about any of these specifically? Uh, the CVS, it's, you're saying CVS Pharmacy. Yes, like the, CVS like, Pharmacy, like the, the thing that's similar to Walgreens, is uh, the original uh, initials stood for chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. And the reason is... Were they not 
Okay, yeah, go ahead. The reason is, is because they, as many pharmacies in the uh, Prohibition era, uh, had to find a way to uh, create this world where people wanted to hang out because bars were shut down, right? So they created this like community, and that's where the term soda jerk comes from, right? And they were soda and ice cream shops for a lot of these places. They were social places. And so CVS opened essentially as a pharmacy and ice cream shop, and they sold chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Um, and also, if you wanted a soda with a little bit of a roofie in it, because, you know, prohibition, uh, you could get that there. Um, okay. And so that was the original uh, acronym for CVS. Okay. Okay. Pops, just before we ask more questions, is there one that's kind of standing out to you? You're like, eh, that's well, so so we've got the CVS. And tell me, tell me the other two real quick. Uh, bananas CVS. are all going to die soon, and OK yeah. is used everywhere, and we don't know why. I do think OK is. Pro- I wouldn't be shocked. I, I I don't know if you're giving us the. Well, I guess you're, you're presenting them all as facts. I but think Kevin, I wouldn't be surprised I've, if that's the most used word. Yeah, and I think I've heard some explanation for OK. So I guess I'd probably be leaning that's kind of bullshit because seems like with the way our climate's changing, you know, and 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 uh, well, but bananas are born or grown in tropical weather, right? True. Aren't they? I mean, that's fair, right? Well, that- I know oranges are in a little bit of trouble right now. Apparently, Florida is they they grow a lot of oranges, and because of all the hurricanes and stuff, they're the orange population or, or what there's a shortage of oranges there's not as many out there so they're costing a little more so it, would that be a similar if they're, they're tropics so would that be similar with bananas pops um I, I guess but bananas aren't grown in florida i don't think no, I'm not, bananas like they're are mostly grown, grown in mexico in like the caribbean yeah central mexico, america, central america yeah yeah i mean um, look, you want me to go into bananas i'll talk about bananas real quick yeah, hold, hold on, on, hold, on hold on hold on what? i want to you're saying just on okay i want to go back to okay Okay. You're saying okay. we have no like someone someone just like we like the cavemen were grunting kind of, mm-hmm. No, I mean I can give you like okay I can give you like or? the top 5 theories if you want, but we don't know for sure where it comes from, but we also know that it's used in the most languages of any word in the entire world. Used it okay, okay, so it's not just I'm saying okay a lot now. Yeah. Um it's not just in English. You're saying okay is used all over the Spanish, world like all in the their world. dictionaries. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And like they a, say it as OK. They don't yes. necessarily like have a different way of saying it. Okay. Right. They might spell it differently because of the phonetics of their alphabet, but they will say OK and mean the same thing. What's it? Give me some theories. So the uh, the, the the leading theory is uh, uh, kind of silly to me. But uh, so there was this like Massachusetts, like 1800s, like fad, like meme of misspelling words. And uh, one of the words they would misspell was all correct, O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T. And so that got abbreviated into OK and it got abbreviated into uh, Massachusetts newspapers, I guess, or something like that. But then the thing that made it very popular, this is indisputable. The thing that made it very popular was uh, Martin Van Buren was running for president and uh, his nickname was Old Kinderhook. And uh, that's because he was from the, the city of Kinderhook, New York. And so his campaign slogan was something along the lines of okay is okay to try to show like, I'm in with the kids. I get it. I'm super cool. Um, and so that made it very popular nationwide. So that is one theory is that it's a Boston misspelling um, on purpose. And then a president candidate took it up as a campaign slogan, but a couple other slogan or uh, possibilities are um, the Choctaw had a word that was like Haka 
And so when missionaries that, that meant like all is good with me, uh, essentially. So when missionaries would end their, uh, phrases where they were talking about like, you know, God and whatever they would say, Haka. And so that was one concept. Uh, the French would say, Oqua, which would meant that this cotton ship was ready to port. Um, there are a lot of theories on, uh, potential options. Um, my favorite one is that there are a couple of, uh, people. There was Otto Kaiser, which was a, a fabric inspector in Germany. And then there was, uh, um, Obadiah Kelly, who was a railroad inspector in America. And so it's potentially possible that you would see like, uh, this was, uh, signed as acceptable by okay. Um, in thousands and thousands and thousands of places in the 1700s, but we don't know for sure where it comes from. So why, where, what's the wrong with bananas? What's the problem with bananas? So bananas, why are we going to lose bananas? Uh, so, so one of the things that happened uh, is none of us have ever had like a great banana. Um, there was this banana called the uh, Gros Michel, which uh, was Portuguese That's for good bananas. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, because uh, okay. it was it was uh, it was Portuguese for the the Big Mike, um, and that was the banana that first hit the market um, in America. And, uh, it was a monoculture, which meant that it was a cutting of another banana. And so you would plant that, uh, cutting, and then you can grow more bananas. Um, but what that meant was there was no genetic diversity. It meant that they were all susceptible to the same things. And so this thing called the Panama disease came in, um, around the 1950s and completely killed every plantation of gross Michels. Um, and so we had no more big Mike bananas. And so they looked for something. We ended up with the Cavendish banana, which is what we eat now. Um, and, uh, the thing is, is that was immune to the Panama disease at the time, but there is a new variation out there called, I think the, uh, the TR four, um, that is, uh, 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 it's it's insusceptible to uh, fungicide and also uh, the, the bananas that we currently have, the Cavendishes, are susceptible to that are also monocultures, that are also cuttings, that are also clones. And also it has a delayed effect. So when a farmer goes from one banana plantation to another, their boots can track in TR4 uh, Panama disease into the other plantations. So it is until we find some way to genetically modify all of our Cavendish uh, bananas, we might lose all of our bananas. Kevin, okay. there's something there. I don't know if it's bananas, but there's something to that. I've heard, I've heard that story about some fruit tree there and it may not be bananas. He may be full of shit on the bananas, but there's, I mean, I think I, I think I'm changing my opinion, which I did last time, and, and we chose wrong. So, where so where were you? Where were you leaning? Yeah, where were we you leaning, were leaning bananas? Before, I was probably leaning bananas. Not. Now I'm like chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's kind of bullshit. So, I, mean, I started by going, he's bullshitting on, on okay, because he's like, oh, there's some theories, and so I, I just know what LJ. I feel like there's nothing he likes more than just coming up with five theories. Like he just literally oh, yeah. came up with yeah. five theories, but. His theories were so like, do, you, do we think LJ came up with Obadiah Kelly and, and, and all that? Like, he said a lot of things and I kept saying these different names. Yeah, I don't names know. Do, we think we, do we think he did that? I does he know. have that good of imagination? Because we need to get him writing some shows or something. Maybe right, he's, he's like a script I writer. I something. can't Google up Obadiah Kelly. That would, that would be right. I can't do that. Yeah, you right. can't that Google anything cheating. right now. Yeah. That'd be cheating. Yeah. Um, so that's when when I when he's like, oh, and I got five theories. It's like, oh, we're getting ready for LJ to just bullshit five th- theories. He's been thinking about this all day of how can I what what outlandish things can I say that sound. What did I true? tell you? I had this ready. But, I had this ready like four days ago. So I've had time. 
he he had too many details on his theories, which makes me think, okay, is legit. And CVS was the one I felt like he just presented as facts. I'm just like, oh yeah, yeah sold chocolate vanilla strawberry because I want people to hang out. I I kind of think that's the bullshit. Right? I think I'm going with the CVS too. That's where I'm leaning now. I think do we CVS have any more questions the- on CVS or do we just do we roll? Do we not like I mean, the so- fact that they were like an ice cream shop or what do we not like about it? So so pharmacies and I mean I do remember a lot of you know ice cream shops and found soda jerks and all that. But I don't were they you're saying they were traditionally at pharmacies? Yeah, I mean like if you look up like uh we well, you can't Google but if you looked up like the history of Dr. Pepper or Coke or Pepsi, they all were pharmacies and there were pharmacists who were uh, mixing uh, stuff that they had, syrups that they had um, with fountains uh, that had bubbles. And and that became like the social place to hang out because you couldn't go to bars that like genuinely uh, 1920s prohibition. People needed a place to hang out. And so they created these places where you can have fountain drinks and ice cream. And that's where like sock hops happened was at pharmacies. Um, and so, you know, hmm. he comes or, up with some pretty decent ones. I will say that. I will I, tell I'm you still, too, CVS doesn't yeah. currently stand for chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. It has changed, but what does it stand for now? It stands for consumer value stores. That makes way more sense than chocolate. Well, I think that's a way dumber name. If so you're, you're saying ask me, but they had, wait, so they had a brand like they they did a brand change like they they swapped up when did when did that happen yeah when did they the brand change uh they they officially called themselves CVS as a as a just an initialism in the 80s and then uh they i think adopted the uh consumer value stores in the 90s so oh so before they went by CVS they went by chocolate well they went by CVS but it's it's so so this is a good example it's like BP right BP stands for uh, pop sugar and oil British man petroleum right but yeah. it doesn't it actually stands for BP it doesn't stand for anything they just took the name BP uh, I think like twenty years ago or so which they now use in their ad campaigns as beyond petroleum because they do other yeah. things than petroleum so British petroleum is like an old thing that they used and they changed it. Um, but for their actual name, what they're known as their LLC is BP. It doesn't stand for anything. It stands for BP, which is what CVS technically is as well. I'm leaning CVS. Is I'm still leaning CVS. Still. I'm, 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 I'm going to lock it in. I'm going to lock it Whoa, in. Whoa. Oh, locking wow. in. I think I'm, I'm locking it, CVS okay. in. Are, are we agreeing, Kevo? Yeah, I am. Right. I am. Because that's what my gut says. And then I wasn't as ready to go lock it in, but I was already thinking it. And then Pop's locking it in. Stick with the gut. All right. <laughs> CBS is bullshit. Thin LJ. slicing. That's what we're saying. You're <laughs> we're thin slicing here. We can that's read right. LJ. We can read him. It's fine. And you know what? You did. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> CBS yes, is bullshit. You, that's not true. It was never uh, an ice cream shop as far as I'm aware. He was, I, I was really going okay, especially when he was like, oh, I got these theories. I was like, this is just screams <laughs> LJ. But there was too many details. There were so Dude, many details. Old Badai, Kelly. Old Kinderhook. Old Kinderhook. <laughs> yeah. I was like, these are just too specific. You sold that one too good, LJ. Yeah, yeah I got to chill. Gotta I got to chill. Um, and then, and then the banana okay, one. Like 20 times in 30 <laughs> seconds. So I thought. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what it means. Oh, uh, fun fact about bananas that I couldn't throw out there because I felt like if I had one fun fact, it would show that it was true. And I spent a lot of time researching it. Um, you know, the banana flavoring that you get in like candy. Uh-huh. The reason it doesn't taste like bananas is because uh, the food scientists that like made that um, 
knew that at the time that they were making these, most Americans hadn't had bananas before. So they went with a generic fruit flavoring. And then essentially that became the banana flavor, which uh, once people had bananas, they were like, oh, it tastes like banana, but like, whatever. Like I like banana runs better than I like bananas then. Cool. So that's where that comes from. Hmm. You know, speaking of banana, I got to, this might be a hot take. We'll see what y'all think. But one of the most overrated desserts, in my opinion, banana split. Yeah. Banana split ice cream. Yeah. I could do, if, if there was never another banana split, I'd be okay. Underrated dessert, lemon squares. Straight up. But sometimes lemon squares can be a little dry. Yeah. They can. Still better than a banana split. So. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll take a lemon square. <laughs> You know, Do you have my dad loved banana splits. Yeah, I was I was always so so. Your dad splits. also loved I, honestly, chocolate pie and mashed potatoes. So like, yeah, you're right. He had he some did. tastes that were interesting. Yeah, he did. I'd rather give me give me just the vanilla ice cream. I, or you know, I don't. Yeah, I, the banana split. I just don't need. El pops. Do you have an overrated dessert like people like, and you're just kind of like, eh. And over, well, I mean, I've got an underrated dessert, and that's anything that says Reese's on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that says yeah. Reese's. You know what? Anything is, with is, peanut butter, actually, just peanut butter. I was say, peanut when butter. in doubt, to get a Lutheran, you just throw some peanut butter. <laughs> get some peanut. Oh, butter, I mix man. peanut butter with it, and you're like, okay, well, I'll try. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Chucky cream. I don't chicken, care. Peanut I'll give butter. it a go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hadn't made peanut butter chicken in a long time. I, that's you good. Or at least I haven't had it in forever. I gotta so. do that. Yeah. Maybe July the fourth. We'll see. I'm also maybe junior. Another little bit of a hot take. I like it, but. I think pies overrated. I could pies are just they're okay. Yeah, I'd rather. I, I think I'd rather have a cobbler than a pie. A really good. Give me a really good cake over hey, a pie. While y'all are seeing your mom, get her to make her blueberry cream cheese banana pie. Oh, I've had oh, that. Is that is wild? That is <laughs> That's wild. Pretty freaking tasty, yeah. dude. <laughs> that is <laughs> wild. Oh, uh, you know. And as I'm sitting here down and dissing pies a little bit, there is. Like when the when the the crust on a pie is really good, yeah. when you get the bite where it's really evened out with the crust. Like it's just I don't know what it, what the right mix is, but when you get you know it when you have it, and when you get that right bite with the crust, and stuff, yeah, that is a good bite on a pie. Yep. That is yeah, a very solid yeah. bite. You're damn right. You're damn right. Um, let's see where else do we go? Uh, pops in, in in your um email there was another random sentence that didn't make much sense to me, but now I remember you did send something before. But he said, hurting the word radio number two. Question. Yeah. Um, so hurting the word radio number two is the title of a work of it, art uh, by a dude named Ed Rushka, who did it, by the way, in 1964, which I think is interesting. And, oh, and wow. so for you listeners, you just you need to go Google it uh, yeah. and, and look at it. Uh, I was turned on to it because I was reading. I got a little blurb that said Jeff Bezos of Amazon fame and fortune. I heard of him. Uh, had purchased this work of art for a, right at $53 million. And so the, the name was so odd that I looked it up. And I mean, it's a bright uh, blue background with the word radio, literally the word radio in letters <clears throat> written. And there are C clamps, metal C clamps on the R. And the D that is squeezing the, it oh. and, I guess, hurting the word radio. Now, I don't know why it's number two. I've not seen hurting the word radio number one. Um, and so I guess my point is, and I, I wish we were, you know, we, we we were online and viewers could see it because it, it's intriguing. I think I think maybe at least I think I've heard LJ say that it is somewhat intriguing piece of art. Maybe you too, LJ, uh, Kevin. But this is number one, by the way. Uh, I'm sending. It's I was a little bored with it. 
53 million you know, there's, there, where's the one on the R? That's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's uh, number one. Number one didn't have oh, the thing on the R. One. LJ just, for the listener, LJ just sent through the, number the first one. image. So we just looked at it. But this is not LJ Rules. Listeners can can Google this and look it up. So, yeah, so you yeah you're allowed to Google anything so you want at this point, for sure. But Pops, I I told you if, it just showed, I already didn't think I know art, so I'm not breaking news here. But if I were like looking for stuff to put on my wall, and I walked through a, a thrift store or I could somewhere and I saw that on there for fifty dollars. I'd probably go. Eh, I don't know. I don't think it's worth fifty. Oh, I'd pick and that up for. I picked up that million. up for a hundred dollars, no doubt. But like two hundred dollars, I consider okay. it. Yeah, I think it's cool. For I mean, that's why I mean I was shocked because it didn't look like fifty-two million or fifty-three million, but. I would have it as a piece of art in my house. I think it's cool. I think I that's really the do. weird thing about art, right? Is that like, there's not like this, like it's the weirdest capitalist game that exists, right? Where it's like, it's what do you like? How much does it make you feel as opposed yeah. to like, what does it do for you? Um, and, and I can see why this would make somebody feel a lot because it makes me confused and feel things. I don't know what I feel about it, honestly. Um, but it makes me like think a lot. I, like, what are you trying to say with this? As opposed to like a, like a Jackson Pollock, which is just like paint splashes, which can make me feel like a lot of emotional, uh, reactions, but I, I don't feel like I'm trying to understand what your point was or like a Georgia O'Keefe door. Um, I'm not like wondering what you meant by that. I'm just like, that's a cool door. You really did a great job. Like understanding that door. This I'm like trying to figure out what the point is. Like, what are you doing here? And I think that's a really cool aspect of art, but 52 million is a lot of money to spend on something that you don't know what you're looking at, you know? Well, that, I mean, quite literally, probably, I mean, I guess he painted it, but then there's some shadowing and what have you. Oh, it's you, beautiful for it, what it, it is. It seems like it. anybody could probably do it. I mean, it doesn't look. Well, I think that's like the the worst argument about art in the world, right? Is like anybody could do um, a piece of art. Well, like do it then. I don't know. Like well, just go ahead and do it. Yeah. yeah. So um, Ed Ed Rushka did it. Right. So. It's like the uh, the the uh, I think it's a uh, I think it's a uh, Marcel Duchamp, Marcel Duchamp, who did the urinal turned on its side in a New York gallery. Right. Was was like one of the like first pieces of like what we now call modern art, and it's like oh yeah, anybody could do that, but like he did it or like the, the banana tape to the wall, right? Like that's, that's a dumb piece. We talked about that on the podcast, like what, like uh, a year and a half ago or something like that. Um, But it was just a banana duct tape to a wall. That's the whole piece of art. And it's so stupid and anyone can do it, but like he did it. So like you didn't. Yeah, Yeah. no, good point. I hear you. Um, It's an interesting piece. I think like it's, it's also color wise. I think like if you see this in somebody's like foyer, like you're gonna you're gonna spend a moment looking at that. The, the colors do jump out. Yeah. I think I think the color choices are very interesting yeah. and intriguing. Um, but I don't know I mean, that it's fifty two million dollars. That's insane to me. So would would you say that's kind of San Diego Charger colors? It is. A yeah, bit, it's like with well, the powder blue is the powder, the powder blue, blue San Diego is, Chargers. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the yellow is maybe a slightly. It's a yellowy orange. Yeah, maybe. Uh, uh, with the word and I will say it depends on like where you get your Google image from, but like the the more general is like a very yellowish orange hue. It's it's yeah. more yellow than anything else. But that would be the chartreuse of orange. It would perhaps. be the chartreuse of orange. Oh, whoa, here we go. what a throwback! <laughs> what a deep throwback! <laughs> if if you know, you know. Yeah, you know, you know. 
So interesting. Um, you never know what you're going to get here, man. Yeah. Interesting pieces of art. You know, there you go. Yeah, that we describe over soul. audio. <laughs> yeah. uh, that we describe over audio. Yes. Good point. Some would All say correct. this isn't a All good correct. business plan, but but we say, why don't you download and listen yeah. and like and subscribe yeah. too while you're at it. Um, what else, what else we got? Do we have anything, any, any other thoughts we were going to share? We're getting to about the hour ish mark. Um, Pops, do, do you have besides realizing that you use entirely too much soap? Did you have any bougie problems or anything? You know, I will say that um, I am uh, channeling my Mister Fix It uh, a little oh, bit. Let's go, so, handy man. Uh, at, at the river, uh, at Little River, uh, the dryer went out. Oh. And so you can close the door and turn it on and you can hear it kind of humming, but the, the thing's not turning, right? So you can Google just about anything, right? right? So I'm Googling, my dryer thing won't turn. Well, your belt's probably broke and here's how you fix it. And you've got a belt that goes around the whole dryer thing, you know, and I ordered another one on, uh, I'm just giving free ads here, but I ordered one Beep. on Amazon for nine ninety nine, you know, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be in this week and I'm going to put it on. And I think, uh, Tammy's going to be pretty impressed yeah, with me I if bet. I get that dryer fixed. She was like, we need a new dryer. Yeah. Damn dryer's broke. I bet she'll think you're can, real freaking cool once you fix it. I might can yeah. fix it for nine ninety nine, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say. And if you don't, so. what's nine ninety nine after a new dryer? You know, whatever. <laughs> right. So, I mean, so I break it so, worse. Yeah, you know this isn't necessarily a bougie problem. I, mean, I guess you did a, a dryer being a broken. The dryer's out kind of is a bougie problem. We're just hearing that lifts a, a handyman. Lifts a handyman. It, it's surprising what you can learn on uh, YouTube. Yeah, I mean, it is. You can just about Google anything on YouTube. How to replace a breaker? How to do this? Mm-hmm. How to? I don't know. Wipe your tail better. I don't know. You how to wipe your that. tail better? <laughs> <laughs> I um to to, yeah. to go off of your. Google or yeah, Google teaching or YouTube teaching you. I had an issue with my truck a little while ago. The shift, I couldn't get it into park. It was like stuck and I could, I could get it everywhere else, but I couldn't put it in park. So what I would have to do was I had to like put it in uh neutral and then turn my parking brake on. And then I can't take my key out if it's not in park. So then I'd have to go around and take unhook the battery. So my battery wouldn't just be hooked, like running all the entire night. So I was like, well, this isn't sustainable. I need to figure out things. <laughs> That's not yeah. sustainable. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I Google like my truck with with what the issue is. And I figure out, I don't even remember what it's called, but there's like a little I had to I had to pop off the thing underneath the the steering wheel or uh, yeah, my steering wheel, pop it off and underneath there, there's like a cable that hooks to my gear shift and hooks to something else, and it was broken. And I just need to go to AutoZone, and the guy kind of helped me out at AutoZone, and I was able. I, and this is coming from someone who does not do well, but like Granddaddy used to be able to fix just about anything in the car. That was not passed down to, <laughs> no. to this generation. To, to any of us, I, yeah. I do not know how to. Oh, fix Oh, LJ car. can fix some stuff. Yeah, I can fix some stuff. I can fix some stuff. Yeah, I'm like change a tire is pretty much the that's the, the level. Of the road, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's fix a car. Yeah, and so I was like, there's just. I, I'm going to have to get a new truck. I mean, that's just all there is to it. I'm, just, I'm screwed. And, and a YouTube video later, I was like, hold on. Let me let me get some screws out and get and, and get down and work a little. Get my hands dirty. So I'll, Good little hint on I, any I, of that stuff, boys. And, and like I say, LJ's the best of us probably at kind of doing that kind of thing. But get your phone out and take a picture of it before you start. Yes. So you yes, remember yeah, yes. what it looked like before. Because the best thing to do is take it apart. But you have to be able to put it back together. <laughs> you got to put it back together. So take pictures yeah. at various stages. Yep. It really yep. is helpful. Yep. 
key. We're sitting there. Funny now that we're at it, that we were at AutoZone, and I don't know if you I, I, people now that I we're giving more free ads, but uh, if you go to like a, a hardware store like that, some some people just go there and they're just interested. Like some people are just mm-hmm. good and interested in just fixing shit yep. and messing around and tinkering with stuff. Yep. And so this guy, he's there and he hears me talk about. It. He's like. Well, I used to have a truck. Like, let's go check it out. And he was out there walk, walk with me. And at one point, he pops this piece off and he kind of goes, he pops it off. And like, he's still going. He's like, by the way, I'm not a professional. So if you want me to stop it, you can just tell me. I'm like, well, you should have led with that, buddy. You're over just popping shit I'm off my truck. I'm just a guy. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he basically was just doing like the disclaimer, like, if I fuck something up, that's on you. But I was like, we're already, we're already knee deep in this situation. Like, now you're bringing up the disclaimer. <laughs> it was just I was like well I wish I'd have known this from the start but he was very helpful oh, and, sure. was, and we, we got it all done yeah. but I was just like I hope you don't break something <laughs> uh, but it was it, it was just interesting the timing of right when we heard a pop and he was like hey just, just so you know <laughs> <laughs> like he did like he was confident what he was doing but we both heard it and thought hmm, I wonder if that breaks because it was definitely a thought in my head and clearly it was his too <laughs> he was like I hope I didn't just fuck your truck up, but I might. I don't know what. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you can't out stay at Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his, his line was, "I did have a Silverado at one point." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, cool. Well, come so here, bust up my truck. Yeah, yeah take a chance." <laughs> but we got it fixed. All worked out. Thank you to the guy. I don't even know his name, but thank you to the guy, yeah. whoever he is, if he's listening. Thank somehow. you to the guy. To the yep. guy. We all got to have a guy. Um, do we have any, anything else? LJ, you're not, no bougie for you? No, life's so good. What's, what's, uh, so we, we, good. we haven't got a good, um, Chicago weather update. How's things going? It was very, very hot. He's wearing today. a tank top. Yeah, tonight. no, it hit, it hit 81 degrees yesterday. Oh so I'm God. being careful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the heat index around here was like, maybe in Texarkana, I might have hit, I, I think some parts of Arkansas saw like 115 plus. Wait, yeah, I think our heat index, have index over, was 84, 5, something like that. We're going to literally be over 100 degrees the next four out of the next five. I days. had to shut the windows yesterday. That's how warm it was. Oh, oh goodness. Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm glad to see that you're alive yeah. and you haven't <laughs> melted or anything. That's, that's really good. Also, did you guys know, I'm sure you did, but, um, I work for news, so like we uh, like we have a meeting every day, and when we start, the meteorologist kind of gives us like, what's the weather like for today? Just kind of give an idea of what we're looking at, like because that tells us, oh, there's severe weather. Maybe we need to that needs to be our big story for the day. Yada yada yada. When he talks about heat index, he says our heat indices for the next few days are going to be yada yada yada. Which indices is the plural version of index? Okay. But it just sounds so weird. I think for my whole life, I would always just say. Heat in- indexes, like the heat indexes, are going to be well, that, really high. That's because you're an ignorant person. <laughs> well, <laughs> then part of me was like, most of Arkansas to be more conversational because we always want to be conversational on the news. I'm like, most of our viewers probably, if you just asked them, they'd say the heat indexes have been above a <laughs> hundred every day. So part of me was like, I kind of argued with him for a second. Yeah. He's he's much smarter than I am. But I was like, maybe you say heat index. He goes, I will not. I'm not going to just incorrectly talk on air. I like, appreciate respect. respect yeah. you. Yes. Teach yeah. the masses. Raise your audience up. Civilize the masses. Down. Raise <laughs> them. Educate them. Heat indices. That yeah. will be a part of my this jargon going forward. Will McAvoy like shit over here. Yes. Mm. I oh, like I just, I meant to bring this up, LJ, and we'll, we'll end on this note. Uh, going back to your okay yeah. uh, thing where you talked about how that's made up. I don't think I've brought this up before, but I might have. All right is misspelled almost 95% of the time it's used. 
You're saying Did you know that the AL one AL, isn't it? Or what do you what do you mean? That's how that's how we spell it. All right in the dictionary is two words. It's all space right. All right, A L R I G H T no. is not a word. Yeah, it is. Get, what a comeback. <laughs> it didn't become a word. I think the dictionary final is like, all right, everyone like you're using it so much that we're we'll just make well, it. Well that happens with correct. words. We're developing yeah, the correct, is a growing living true. thing. That is true. Yeah, but this but this was only made because we're idiots and don't spell it right. We were saying heat indexes and heat indices or something. So now we've yeah. Y'all were ever not y'all because I, I for my entire life and in books it's it's all right but the correct thing was all space. Oh right. boy, what Kevin's correct. Oh, that doesn't happen very yeah. often. So I'm going to take this one. Yeah, publishers use A L L space. Pops, I don't know if you heard him. It was kind of quiet. It was a little quiet. What did you say? I said LJ? I said Kevin was correct. Well, I mean, I don't want to upset the apple cart here, but I'm in Merriam-Webster.com and I see A-L-R-I-G-H-T. Is no, this is, this is something that has been included in the Merriam-Webster and the OED recently, but it is considered uncommon in published writing. We don't want to use it in published writing because it is not. I'm just, you know, it doesn't I don't fit want to the, talk the down. I want to bring the audience up style. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. This is like this is like because because I think Merriam-Webster also says that literally also means figuratively because of usage. So, but that's not correct. That is used wrong. <laughs> agreed. A lot, no, agreed. That's literally, literally agreed. Not so if you're going to go with Merriam-Webster as the definition of how to spell all right, then like maybe you should consider that they use literally and figuratively as synonyms. Okay. Good point. Okay. Um, Kevin, you're right. Yeah. I don't like uh, it. A quick, quick one. Where the hell, where did, uh, not to upset the apple cart. What, uh, what is an apple cart? I would why, believe it would be would a cart that would Yeah, I think it's like, if you imagine like, if you've got well, apples and you feelings. want to take them to the market, right? Yeah, okay, you, to upset it upset, would be to tumble it over yeah. and you lose all your apples. I think Kevin's worried that you're making it sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is that, what is that, onomatopoeia? No, that's a word that sounds like what it is. What is it when you give that's an like inanimate object human oh, uh, yeah. emotions? Oh, um, yeah. Anthropomorphize. An- 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 anthropomorphize. Yeah, anthropomorphize. Yes. Yeah. Something Spell like that. A N T H R O. Are you going to stop me at some point? P O. That'll do it for this week's Just Press Play podcast. You can find us wherever you get your podcast on Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Mute or Apple Podcast. Go ahead and send. If you enjoyed the podcast, one, make sure you're subscribed, and then. Send it to a friend. Like send send it over to someone and say, "Hey, just press play on this bad boy." Yeah, that'd be all and just right. See what happens. It'd be okay. Yeah, just that would be all right. <laughs> or be okay. okay. <laughs> or or Obadiah Kelly. Obadiah Kelly. Yeah. Obadiah Kelly. That'd be, Kelly, yeah. <laughs> Obadiah that'd be all that'd be Obadiah correct. <laughs> that might be the way right. I do it. Oh, okay. from now on. Obadiah. Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> that does it. Before we get too carried away. All right, guys. I will catch you later. Peace. Peace. Out. Obadiah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, LJ, I'll forward that email to you so maybe you can find a way to, because uh, dad can't figure out how to work it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, send it to me. Although grandma was able to. Yeah. By the way, I don't, this, I don't know if this will make it. I sent clips to both dad and mom and my grandma, and my grandma, my mom's mom, was able to figure it out. 
So far, I have not got confirmation. I know I know Pops couldn't figure it out. He said he downloaded it and couldn't figure it out. I think Mom's only issue was she didn't see the email. Yeah. She was awaiting a text. So before I call her out, she might have figured it out just fine. But Pops could not figure <laughs> it out. So we're going to see if LJ can help me. <laughs> So you want to make sure that's on the end of the podcast is what I'm hearing. Okay, yeah, that, cool. that, that can be yeah, on. Gotcha, yeah, we gotcha. can make sure that's on. I think Pops <laughs> would like it to be. Right, right, Pops? O-F-N-K. <laughs> Which is okay. not grammatically correct, according to Mary. Did you know that Obadiah <laughs> Kelly's middle name was F? <laughs> it was Farquhar or Ridley Gray. Obadiah Farquhar and Kelly. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I gotta make popcorn for my dad. Yeah, you should. All right, have a good night, Joe. What are you watching? Are you watching a movie or a show? I don't know. You know, we're watching Platonic. Have y'all seen Platonic? Uh-uh. Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. It's cute. Okay. Um, What's it on? I'm still Afterlife. You haven't watched Afterlife. That's Gervais, right? Oh, it's Gervais. I need to watch that. Okay, I need to watch that. I think I might start the beer tonight. Oh, yes. Yeah, is the new beer? Yep, it is. No, but the new season. Oh, is it out? I knew it's. I think it is. I've never watched any of it. It is the most millennial service industry Chicago thing that's ever existed. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I was already going to watch it, and then I saw season two. Thank you.